boy is eating. The boy is your name. What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos. Dynamic English's new podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And I'm Ian Kennedy. So today we have a special guest, Matteo from Dynamic English. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So since you are new to the show, please introduce yourself a little. Where are you from? How long have you been in Chile? Mm-hmm. I come from California, the northern part, San Francisco, and I've been in Chile for about three years now, and I've been dynamic for about half that time. And for those of you at home, I just want to say, this is not a ruse. They have coffee here at Coffee with Gringos. It's, <laughs> it's not bad. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for the coffee. Of course. No, of course. I do have to ask, so are you known as Mateo? at home as well, or is Mateo the name that you changed because you're in Chile? Interesting story, Paige. <laughs> uh, I, my, my given name was Matthew, but I was given that name because Mateo is the most common name in my family tree. And when I was born, I'm not going to say when, uh, <laughs> it wasn't really cool to give your kid a Latin name. Now it's cool. Kids born in the 21st century could be very, very gringo with zero Latin roots, and they give them Mateo because it sounds cool. And I think I was about 31, 32, and I decided just to start calling myself Mateo because I think it sounds better. I like it. So it was before you moved here? Yeah, it was, actually. Okay. So today we wanted to talk about you have a book that you wrote while you were here in Chile. I mean... Ian, I think I can speak for both of us. We've never written books before. I don't know anyone that has written one. So tell us a little bit about why you wanted to write a book and what's it about? Well, I was at a bit of a crossroads in my life, kind of making career changes. I had recently graduated with a master's degree in environmental studies. And someone read my thesis and was blown away. I don't know. She said, you're a writer. And I was like, really? I don't. Uh, I don't don't think of myself I don't think of myself as a writer but if you insist she's like you need to write and it was this person who kind of pushed me in the direction of getting serious about writing and then I just happened to uh, have a motorcycle accident at that time which landed me in the hospital and actually my neck hurts right now I'm rubbing my neck because it's still just talking about it makes it makes it hurt pretty hardcore I broke my back and everything and and I actually came to Chile on a whim reconnecting with a with a girl that I had met in my travels uh, some years earlier who I was very in love with at the time and you know wrote music for and everything and never really fell out of love with her and we kind of reconnected and she said well you're you're injured and you're not working why don't you just come in and recover in Chile be here and do your thing and write and whatever I said great so I went to live with her in Concon down there by Valparaiso and uh, within a week, I was out out on the street. She she didn't at the end of the day didn't want to have me living with her and everything. I was that was that's how the book begins. Actually, it's me 
sort of like going through this pretty crazy introduction to Chile. We went, actually, it was at Dieciocho. I went to her family's house for Dieciocho. That's kind of the first part of the book. Very much just Chile through the eyes of, of, a, of a random traveler kind of guy who gets stuck here, like so many people, I think, in the history of Chile who, you know, whether it was... Uh, you know, in the colonial times or some other immigrant who came after or pirates or who knows who, people just kind of wind up here and it, it's sometimes hard to leave. What a story. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> what a way to start off living here. That's quite the, uh, that's like a baptism by fire, but you look like you've made it through the other, other end okay. <laughs> well, I'm from California and Chile and California are very, very similar in a lot of respects. So... I have to ask, you moved here, lived with this girl, and a week later, she kicked you out? Yeah, it was like five days. It was, it was amazing. What did you do? Uh, <laughs> I cried a lot. I was very upset because I loved this girl still. It's funny, you know, love. I think of love as uh, some kind of a mental illness. It has to be. <laughs> being in love. I think that being in love, I mean, you do you do stupid things. Your brain isn't working right. And so I, you know, up and moved to this country with a broken back. My back was broken. And you left with a broken heart. And then, yeah, that wasn't <laughs> the only thing that got broken. Exactly. So what I do, I just ended up, she actually helped me, very genteel, helped me find a new place in Valparaiso, used her connections. And, you know, within a week of my arrival, I was living in a new apartment in Valparaiso in Cerro Alegre. And within a week of, of that <clears throat> time period, I felt because Valparaiso is, you know, for anyone who's been there, you know, it's a different place. It's, you know, not your usual day to day. And it just it felt like a fairy tale kind of or some sort of myth. And I just was like, I felt like I was living in a book. And so I just started writing. I just started keeping kind of like a sort of like a diary, I suppose, or just sort of my impressions. And then what I found out now, publishing six years later, is that, you know, putting the pen to page and writing, you know, is the first step in a very, very long journey of uh, producing something that is of reading quality. And, um, you know, and me having no real formation as a writer, it was an interesting journey to, to sort of think about, well, what is, what is it that I'm trying to say? How do you do that? What is their experience going to be, you know, as a reader? So it was quite the learning process. Yeah, as I said, six years or so, getting it together, getting it into form, into something that I felt like I'm not embarrassed if you read this. Fair. So you started, like you said, 2012, just kind of jotting down notes, blah, blah, blah. When did you actually like write the book? Did you like send it to an editor? I have not had editorial support. I have had some friends and family read versions, you know, and some of them were very much like, you have a long way to go. I was like, ah. <laughs> They're like, it's not even really good. <laughs> you know, and that's just real. I mean, I, I, it's been a fun, actually not fun. It's been a tedious and hard process of, of coming to realize that it's just a lot of work. It takes, I mean, would I say thousands of hours? Maybe thousands of hours of revision and getting creative and, you know, trying to figure out how to do this. And you, you have ideas like, I think I want to do this. And, you know, how do you get there? I think of it a lot like architecture. And I do talk about architecture in the book because Valparaiso is known for its unique architecture. And the architecture of Valparaiso was sort of slapdash. There's some pretty obscure 
gringo slang for you. Did I make that up right now? Slapdash? You might have just I made think it you up. might have just made it up. Coined, we're coining, coining a new term here on Coffee with Gringos. <laughs> yeah, we'll just roll with it. Slapdash. Slapdash, what I mean by that, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, is, uh, you know, it was made of just whatever was lying around. You know, there'd be shipwrecks, things would wash up onto shore, which is called flotsam and jetsam. Here, we're learning the ropes of English. You're teaching me. Yeah, yeah me well, learn it, when you learn the ropes, what does that mean? It means you're kind of getting the hang of something. To get the hang of something, to learn the ropes is to learn how, you know, what are the ins and outs. <laughs> people are like, oh my God, this is English, people. You learn the ins and outs, you learn the ropes. These are nautical terms, you know, shipping. You know, so learning the ropes of being a writer is, you know, figuring out how to, how to edit, figuring out, you know, how to be concise, how to be precise, how to make it hypnotic and not boring and not feel like it's something that, you know, people have heard a million times before, you know, and that's, you know, what I was going through at, <clears throat> when I was living in Valparaiso, sort of putting together a life out of the wreckage of this shipwrecked love affair that had left me washed up on the shores there in Valparaiso, like so many. So yeah, it was a deep dive in just the Chilean history and culture, the arts, you know, other writers, my own unique story, which we don't need to get too into now, but it involved living with uh, some very interesting people. You know, these are all things that you know, the average person is sitting at home and doesn't get out and doesn't, you know, go to live in Valparaiso and, you know, have their heart broken and then be, you know, trying to, uh, to make some sense out of it all. I think what you've done is really interesting because you're definitely not the only one that's had this kind of experience, but you've taken the steps to have a self-reflection about it and to really get introspective with an experience you've had in your life that has been really, really difficult and something really, something really different. And a lot of people don't want to put themselves in that kind of situation where they have to think about it. A lot of people want to kind of bury that deep down or think about something different, but by confronting it head on like you are, I think you're getting a lot of good self-reflection and I'm sure you've learned a lot about yourself from this whole experience. Yeah, I think it's true. I mean, pain hurts and a lot of times, you know, people have traumatic experiences and, and maybe don't process it. And this was definitely a traumatic experience, you know, broken heart, broken back, the whole deal, living in this other crazy culture, not crazy, but very different. Even for someone who sp speaks Spanish, which I spoke some Spanish before I got here, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm so lost. What is? What are these people saying?" <laughs> so we we can we understand learning another language is difficult, but yeah, the self-reflective piece, and that's you know I wanted to uh, not preach to anybody, but at least offer them an example of what you can do when life you know deals you a rough hand. You know, you have to play it out and then, you know, you hopefully learn and grow from it. And so, yeah, for me, it was definitely just about learning and growing. And you try not to make the same mistakes in life. And ultimately, you just try to, you know, make it count for something. Yeah. So it sounds like, Ian, you might be inspired to maybe write a book. Are you going to write your own book now? I think so. <laughs> I'm going to go pen to paper as soon as I get home. <laughs> Buckle in. It's a long journey, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I, I believe you. I believe you. I can imagine six years is no little time. So given that, this is your first book, do you envision other books in the future? Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully the next one will take me three years. You know, and the one after that, maybe a year and a half, you know, who knows? I think it is getting, you get into the hang of it. I mean, what is the process of revision? You know, it's just looking at it and being like, this sucks. 
and you look at it and you try to make some changes, go back again after letting it sit and you go back and you read it again, you're like, it's still not good. And just finding that right time when you're feeling creative, I mean, it's, it's, it's not magic, it's work. I am no author by any means, but being a journalist, I write a lot. So I definitely know the experience of just never thinking something's good enough. Mm -hmm. Because when you're writing, whether it's a book or journalism, your name's on that and it's out there forever. So you're like, oh, this is good, and then you read it, and you can't change it once it's once you hit publish, once right. it's on paper and it's out there, it's out there, exactly, and it's yours. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so it, no, I agree. I I feel like I would take forever to write a book because I would be like, it's not done yet. I need to fix this. <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci, genius, famously said that a work of art is never finished; it is merely abandoned. And so at some point, you just have to say enough is enough. And I'm, I'm at that point. <laughs> do you think, you said another book is in your future. Do you think the same genre, like memoir type style is what you're going to do? Yeah. For now, I do have a, a vision to do a, a grand sweeping tale of the West based on the legend of Joaquin Murrieta, but I'm not ready for that. My, I'm still not able to... I don't think, uh, tell that story. That is my ultimate goal. But for now, I, I have been through some other challenging times here in Chile since uh, that initial one. And, and yeah, uh, having sort of a follow-up to Los Valparaiso Blues, which is the first book, that's in the works. And it'll be more similar kind of memoirs you know, exploring not just, you know, my own experience, but it's, that's the launching pad for the deeper reflections about, you know, Things that you know are generally true that people can relate to, and you know the idea is to try to find a way to to make sense of this crazy little thing called life. But yeah, and then eventually I would like to get something where I'm not talking about myself so much. <laughs> but for now, yeah, that's that seems to be what I know how to do. And so yeah, going from you know the sort of being a part of the public to being then a creator takes some bravery, it takes commitment, it takes time and energy and more time and more energy and uh, but yeah anyone can do it obviously and then it's just about sticking with it until you get where you want to go it's like a lot of things in life you know any goal you have it's just uh, it, it's not going to come easy probably like learning english exactly well on that note we're all teachers here i think reading is such a good way to better learn English. And so maybe read Mateo's book for our audiences. How can people get it? If you want to take that next step, it's a big step on lulu.com. You can order it internationally, I guess. It has arrived to France. I know that. So I imagine it could arrive to Chile. And that's a, it's a, doing a kind of a independent publishing route because I don't have connections in the big publishing houses of New York yet. But uh, yeah, if someone's interested. And can you tell us again the name of the book? Los Valparaiso Blues. A little bit of Spanglish in there. Thank you so much for being on the show. It really was a pleasure having you. Pleasure was all mine. Well, as you all know, if you get lost, go online. Check out that vocabulary guide and transcript. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.co. Thanks for listening.